Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> Yesterday, all Paul's troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks as though they're NXT. Oh, <laughs> I believe in wrestling. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Join me, Adam Cleary and Phil Chambers from What Culture to discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week and look ahead to AEW's all-out pay-per-view this weekend. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, Dynamite, AEW, Rampage pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Phil and Cleary. Phil, the worst week ever for Triple H. Yeah, it's not a good time for him, is it? It's all going wrong. His hopes and his dreams are all coming crumbling at his feet. Ah, 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 ah. The worst week for Triple H so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, I think it was about maybe this time last week, maybe maybe sort of Friday evening, Saturday morning, I first saw that new NXT logo. Yeah. And then obviously this week we've had the news about uh, Vince McMahon and, and Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard taking over producing NXT. Me and Sid are doing a whole podcast about this <laughs> this weekend. Um, and then the Meltzer thing about all the older people, the 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 veterans of NXT, they're going to be the first out the door. And then CM Punk and Sting shilling for an AW pay-per-view this weekend. It's probably going to also feature Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it's all going wrong. It's, it's just going to change absolutely everything about his initial vision for this company. It's like <laughs> literally everything that he wanted this to be is just disappearing in front of his face. Not to spoil what this podcast is going to be more about with me and Sige on Sunday about Vince McMahon taking over NXT. We don't spend a... An insignificant amount of time talking about Triple H's legacy, let's just say, and sum it up. He was, in, he was an evolution maker. Yeah, just <laughs> thinking, you're thinking of Cody. To, to, to sum up, to sum up, what Sidge says, it's fine. It's just something he's worked 22 years for that's completely come crumbling down in the last yeah 18 and months. it's not just NXT as well. It's all of his hopes for the future. If he ever thought he was going to get his grubby little mitts all over mm. WWE and be in charge in the future. He has a track record of failure now, so what board member is ever going to vote for him to allow a takeover of WWE eventually? If only we had a sort of man who was the voice and life and message and soul of NXT here on this and channel a while back. And, in, and indeed of a generation. And yes, Cleary, as Eric. the man behind NXT 
our NXT coverage before it went horribly wrong. Remember when you made Sam Miller look like a Gareth, clown? Gareth is trying his best. Mate. <laughs> that is horrible. Um, but you remember He's better when, than me of anything. When you uh, when you made Miller dress up as a clown yes, after yes. Survivor well, Series? Yes, it, it wasn't me that made Miller dress up as a clown. I mean, my incredible foresight and cojones to put the bet on the table mm. did play a part. But also, it was that NXT dominated the main roster on Survivor Series, mm. and not just was the single best brand, was better than both of the other two brands combined because that was the level of investment, the level of stock it had in the company at the time. Now, imagine that now. Mm. Imagine them doing Survivor Series this year, and NXT's even on it for a start, never mind that. <laughs> but it wins six of the 11 matches, or some, it was five of the nine, or so it, it wins more than 50% yeah. of the matches on the card. So a relatively unheard of NXT star. In the context of the main roster, obviously we know that they're not unheard of, but when you think about the audience for NXT versus the audience for the main roster, millions of people, millions of people watch the main roster and don't watch NXT, but over half the matches on that card, the person they did not have never heard of before won that match. And now, now... Christ. <laughs> yeah, so where, for you, did it all go wrong? Maybe not necessarily for NXT, but for tri- for Triple H and NXT. Well, genuine, well, look, you can trace this back very easily to the very first week of the Wednesday Night Wars because they took NXT, they weaponized NXT. It went from being... Like, our, my one hope with all this is that we don't forget what NXT used to be and how good it used to be and mm. how fun it was and how just brilliant, how brilliantly expressive and different and original and how many different wrestlers and styles of wrestling it opened. Did you hear him say Vince McMahon is taking over? <laughs> Did you hear me? Did you hear me using the past tense? <laughs> it used to be this wonderful thing and they had this product, they knew it was there. There was always talk about maybe it should go on television because it is that good, but no, 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 its primary function is to give people ring time and television time they wouldn't normally get. And yes, we can have these huge blow-off shows every quarter, and it can be better than WrestleMania, and it can be better than Survivor Series. But fundamentally, if you tune in week in, week out, it's to give people experience and to give them mic time and to give them all this other stuff. And they went, nah, none of that. It just has to kill a competitor product. <laughs> and I don't, you see people making the sort of excuse now that, well, well it was just developmental, it was the third show, it was never going to be AEW's flagship show. When this started... Genuinely, when they announced it, we're going to put that on Wednesday nights to go head-to-head with Dynamite. A lot of people, I think ourselves included, were like, that is terrible news for AEW. That could that could kill them inside their first year. Like, it's, it's, Especially it's, since they beat them to the day as well. Like They got to the Wednesdays before Dynamite, yeah. so they already had, like, they moved their audience across yeah, to Wednesday exactly. nights. Exactly. It was just, we thought, at the very least, that's going to really hamstring them their first year. It's, it's a massive compliment to pay them because it shows that WWE are worried about what the promotion could do. And I think, what, what what are the numbers? NXT, in a fair fight, beat them three weeks out of a year and a half or something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if you're doing it by the weird, you know, the uh, the 18 to 49, the demos, basically, yeah. I think it gets even worse. I think it's literally that that one show in December yeah. with Rhea versus uh, Shayna on it yeah. and the Creepers on the other channel, basically. And that aside, it was like that happened. Everyone went, right, Pack up for Christmas, and then we came back in January, and they would never saw him again for dust. It was just trying to be too many different things. Like it had to be, it had to be its own standalone wrestling TV show, but it also had to be developmental, and it also had to be a competitor product to something which was offering a genuine, like a genuine. If if it was going up against, let's say, TNA, just to use an example, yes. or something that had it's the people had seen before, people were familiar with, or had a lot of its like style grounded in WWE style anyway, but 
Dynamite was trying to be so not WWE, and WWE took that only not WWE thing and held it against it, and it wasn't quite as good, and it wasn't exciting. Because it, in fairness, it never could be. You can't do massive long-term storytelling or booking in NXT because you never know who you're going to lose. Like, yes, your Gargonas and your Champers have stayed there, but were it not? F- how long did people expect them to be mm. on that show? Did you really? Did we all really think they would still be there now? I don't think they. I know there's talk of Champa never wanted to move up, but you can't build these years-long rivalries that you know you can pay off somewhere down the line because they just didn't know what was going to be the case because it was still a subordinate product to the main roster. And they hotshot quite a lot of stuff, which was all right for AEW because they had a, an entire roster of people to be like, well, we're going to add to that and blah blah blah, but. You know, we saw it. I mean, I saw someone sharing that that fatal four-way image, which was like four incredibly talented performers. It went to a non-finish because they were like, well, once we've done that, where the hell do we go after that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, add into that, like the whole point of NXT, like Cleary said, was to get people ready for the main roster and move people up. And then when you move them to a TV product, you expect weekly faces to stay there much longer. And then they did. And then the likes of the Garganos and the Adam Coles and the Tomasa Champers stayed there way longer than anyone else would ever have ever, ever stayed in NXT before. And then you didn't really cycle in new faces in at the same time to try and keep it fresh. So the faces that you had that were really special, you started to grind down a little bit in people's eyes. And it, yeah, kind of ruined everything. Let's instead <laughs> uh, move on and talk, Phil, about AW's All Out Pay-Per-View hey. this weekend. I'm not, I'm not done crying about this. I loved NXT. I well, haven't even talked about the logo yet. <laughs> well, I, appreciate, I appreciate you've had an entire week of doing podcasts with a Michael, so you might be sick of talking about it. What do you think of the logo? As, as Objectively, from a graphic design point of view, it's actually a very, very nice, engaging logo. But for a TV show, that's entire gimmick has been... It's ridiculous. Can't wait for Poppy to dress up like that logo. By the way, if you're a long-term What Culture fan, you happen to have a copy of Wrestling Issue 6 lying around somewhere, please turn to the 100 Best Wrestlers in the World feature, then go past that to the 10 Best Women's Wrestlers in the World feature. They've ripped off my page design for that. Really? <laughs> I showed you that yesterday. I didn't no? see it. I, didn't, I heard you talking about it's this. It's literally just the paint splatter. It's exactly the same color Brilliant. as paint splatter. It is very dynamite, too. Any, any <laughs> chance Vince fixes NXT? No. Okay, I thought so. Well, uh, yeah, but in the way that like loads of old men say they're going to fix you, and what they mean is they're going to batter you about the face and head. <laughs> yes, well, we'll be talking in more detail about this on Sunday, myself and Michael Sidgwick, uh, chronicling the history, the downfall, let's say, of, of NXT. But we have to talk about All Out. It goes down on Sunday night. Of course, we'll be doing a live stream for it on our YouTube channel. Do join us for that one. And myself and Sid are going to do a sort of an extended preview of all the matches of All Out. But we're going to touch, of course, on a few here, Phil, and we have to start with the in-ring return of CM Punk versus Darby Allen. There is no chance in the world he loses this. You can't imagine so. I mean, the, I mean, what he comes in saying he wants to work with all these younger guys, what better way to put them over than to lose on his very first match <laughs> back in seven years? Still don't see it happening, though. Uh, very excited about it, obviously. Not just CM Punk in Chicago, back in the ring. He got, obviously got physical and dynamite for the first time in seven years. 2.0, man. They have... Moved into something so much better than where they they're the real needle movers, aren't <laughs> they? From getting buried <laughs> yeah. by me, and now they've been wrestling Sting and then getting in the ring with CM Punk. Absolutely ridiculous. Can I just say I think he does lose? Do you? I actually think he does. I think the most interesting thing you can do with CM Punk is, oh my god, I've lost it. Like he comes okay. in with Darby Allen and he gets beat. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not a decisive finish, but he loses, and that's quite shocking. And then. Maybe you keep that rivalry going for a little bit longer, but then he has somebody else. Maybe somebody who's not even quite on Darby Allen's level. Somebody, somebody he takes takes a 
he takes he takes what's the word I want that is an offence. He takes he got a bone to pick with oh, some yeah. of you who makes fun of him for losing that match. And he loses to them as well. And he goes gradually falls down and down and down the card, losing to all these people and it's like, maybe I shouldn't have come back. Maybe I shouldn't have come back at all. Then you get all these stories come out that actually Punk's only come back to put a couple of guys over and then he's then he's just actually going again, doesn't actually want to wrestle. And you do that and you have him fall all the way down the card and then you have him win one of the battle royals. Ooh. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, I probably shouldn't be. I'm no way I'm not like I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not I'm not the best maybe I'm not the best in the world anymore. Then you build up because I just think you bring CM Punk back, he's the biggest name in professional wrestling right now. And He's going to dominate every card. Like Darby Allen's a fantastic first opponent for him, but there are people who are massively disappointed by that. They want to see him wrestling Kenny. They want to see him in the very main event straight away. The only way you get away from that conversation is if you sort of you're not going to dull his star power. It's still CM Punk, mm. but you, in order to keep him out of that main event for at least the first year, you maybe maybe you just give people the impression he's lost it. It's kind I of love it. with the rated uh, um, rankings thing as well, if you bring him back and he just starts winning all the matches, he's obviously going to fall into a position yep. like accidentally of being at the top of the rankings and then in place of needing that main event, then they might not necessarily want to I, put I, him I, in. I, Honestly, it's a really interesting story to do a sympathetic CM Punk, oh my God, I've been away too long, wrestling's moved beyond me, like all these young guys have come through, they're better than me You can now. lean on his, his attempt at UFC as well, mm. of like, oh. Well, exactly, exactly, like, oh, I went there and I couldn't do it. Maybe it wasn't just because I'm not good at UFC. Maybe it's because I'm just not any good anymore. Maybe I was never. Maybe I mean fighting Ryback and everybody in WWE. <laughs> what didn't actually make me the best in the world after all? But then you build up from there okay. to have him then go and get back <clears throat> to the top of the mountain. Yeah, I actually was the best in the world all along. I said they should have done this for Brian. This was my original pitch for when Brian came back. He couldn't wrestle anymore and he was getting beat all the time. The Miz should have like ran through him in that first rivalry, and then you have him beat down and beat down and beat down. Then he wins the Rumble. That was my pitch for Brian. I think you should do it with Punk. I, you know, I will say, I understand why a pro wrestling company wouldn't do this because it's a huge <laughs> gamble. Or oh, the most marketable asset we've got. Let's <laughs> bury him for six months. I do understand why you wouldn't do it, but I do think it's an incredible story. Yeah. My main counter to that is you can't take that CM Punk win pop away from a Chicago crowd on his first ever. Yeah, yeah having him lose in his hometown would be well Bill, funny. That's precisely why you do it. <laughs> Now, the other option, of course, if you, I'm really in, intrigued by that, and I've heard, not heard anyone else suggest it. But the other option, of course, if you want to try and keep him away from the title scene immediately, Phil, is having beat Darby Allen, which we all assume he's going to after a very enjoyable match, quite possibly the main event, maybe. And then you have someone interrupt his celebrations. Daniel Bryan, he's, he's showing up on Sunday, isn't he? Definitely seems like it. There's all the rumours that he was originally going to be coming back in New York, but now they're just worried about COVID restrictions and things and want to get this out of the way as quickly as possible on their own terms. Um, but you can't have Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk as the first feud you bring Daniel Bryan back into, can you? Well, can you? This is, here, this is, what, this is another angle I'd have with that. I would have Bryan come back in and run through everybody. Like, Bryan comes back in and he is the best in the world. Ooh. Like, he crushes everybody in short order. And Punk's there, like, for... You know, they're not wrestling each other because they're, no, they're nowhere near each other on, on the roster. They're no, nowhere near each other in the pecking order or the rankings. And that's what you build up to. My biggest pitch for Bryan coming in is to give him the TNT title and make him turn that into a TV title. Like, I'm here to fight. I'm here to... I'm ready to face absolutely everybody. But we um, defends it on, like, every single episode of TV. And then just give him all of the younger guys and just let him elevate everyone on that card until the point where you're ready to move him off into the into the main event. They did that with John Cena, Phil. You've stolen yeah. that from John Cena. <laughs> I've stolen mine from All Good Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> You've stolen yours from John Cena. Um, one way or another, those two men will, of course, be associated 
with the AW World Championship. Kenny Omega defends that against Christian Cage on Sunday, having never beaten him. I don't think anyone actually has beaten Christian Cage, to be fair. No. Um, and Kenny Omega has only been pinned by one man in a long old time, and that was Christian Cage, of course, with the Impact World title. Could Kenny lose the AW World Championship, Phil? No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's going to be a bloody good story told on the way there. It's going to be a very, very good story told, and I do like that they've thrown a little bit of doubt into the mix with all of this, but there's absolutely no chance. <laughs> what do you reckon in terms of Christian Cage, Kenny Omega? Because I think it's fair to say, initially, when Christian came to AEW, if you'd have said one of the four pay-per-views is going to have Cage challenging Omega for the title, people would have kind of been a bit like, eh, well, no offence to them. We, 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 we were a content factory. We have done so many articles on who Kenny Omega should be facing and who what AEW World Championship matches should be. You can go through all of them. There is no Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage in any of them, and yet it's been fantastic. Which is, It just goes to show, like, so many wrestlers will look not at Brian or at Punk, but at Christian. They'll not look at Alistair Black. They'll not look at Andrade. They'll not look at all these people who were, like, always talked about as being like, oh, they're getting held back in WWE. They'll not look at them. They'll look at Christian and go, do you know what it is? You don't need to be this generational talent that's supposed to be one of the top 10 wrestlers in the world to go there. They're just doing good stories, and they're doing good stories with matches that might not be match of the air candidates, but they do tell a story within the match that really pays off the story you've told before the match. Like, it's such... Honestly, I honestly think the Christian... Like, CM Punk's pop is the advert you play to anybody you want to sign with AEW. But I think a lot of wrestlers will look at what they've done with Christian and go, do you know what it is? That is actually, that's a pro wrestling company for pro wrestlers. Mm. That's into my point. It's a really good point. <laughs> um, what I was going to ask you then, just as you were talking. He was Edge. Edge was his partner. They had the retired team in WWE. <laughs> was, did you see who attacked Paul White this week on Dynamite? Billy Gunn. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. What do you make of that feeding into this QT Marshall match, which is such a surreal Genuinely, match to I have th on all I out. think Billy Gunn versus Paul White being a bit of a rivalry in AEW in 2021 is literally Tony Khan standing on a bar with his dick out going, I'll do what I want, and you, <laughs> I'll do what I want. And not only will you all like it, it'll actually be good. It is pretty bonkers that for the go-home episode of Dynamite, me and Sidge walked into work on Thursday and went, how about that Billy Gunn heel turn? <laughs> Billy Gunn's a heel that way. Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that coming. If you're talking about shock heel turns, I mean, I guess if you're going to say, Phil, define to me one of the key components of a good heel turn. Of a good heel turn. Yeah, you don't see it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to do it against anyone, you've got to do it against Paul White because you saw the amount of times he turned in WWE. You've got to do it before he does it to you. <laughs> that would be incredible. Like, imagine if he just doesn't ever turn. That's it. <laughs> he gets another ten years out of his career in AEW just all the time as a face. Everyone talks about the the, the infamous double turn with Hart and Austin. What if <laughs> we have a quadruple turn? And boy, Billy Gunn just keep changing face and heel in the midst of one match. <laughs> While QT Marshall just stands at the sidelines, confused what? by it all. I thought it was in this match. <laughs> uh, right, let's talk very briefly about the Casino Battle Royale because there is one place left to be decided. And, well, I think we're all probably going to say the same thing here. I'll run you through all the names for you to completely ignore 20 names I'm about to read <laughs> to you and say, before we Ruby Riot, now Ruby Soho. <sighs> Competing in the Casino Battle Royale is Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Tay Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Revo, Ikari Shida, Emi Sakura, Jay Cargill, Kira Hogan, Abaddon, Layla Hirsch, uh, Kylan King, Rebel, Jamie Heyer, Anna Jay, Riho, and TBD. Who's going to be the winner, Phil? Ruby Zoho. <laughs> who's, who's TBD? <laughs> 
It's got to be. Yeah. It's, the vignettes and things she's been putting out on social media have been absolutely fantastic. I really, really like them. I think it's a like surprisingly like subtle way of carrying on your character after you leave WWE. It's not exactly a jailbreak, though, is it? Come no. on. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, I'm really, really into them. It's about time, and she'd be a great person to throw into the mix with that. If it's not her, you gotta think maybe Jade Cardgill, but I don't think it's time for her. No, I, I, she's I, got I, a lot of people to run through before she gets to that stage. A month or two ago, when we talked about what needs to happen at All Out, main point was Hangman Page wins the world title. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. That was ages ago. Thanks for listening to that podcast, though. Uh, I said <laughs> Jade Cardgill because then you can finally have a face Britt Baker. And they're just ignoring that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. They just are desperate to have Britt Baker be a heel, despite the fact she's beloved everywhere, not just Britsburg or, you know. But I think part of the charm at the minute is kind of loving to hate her or hating to love her. I don't know quite how it she's works. But heavy speaking up Chris Statlander on Rampage. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Do you but think then the other one, you've got Anna Jay as well. She's only just come back. Yeah. She's got the big baby face reaction. She's got the sort of dark order. I Actually, Phil said that. I do think Ruby Soho will be in the match. I don't think she'll win. No. I, I just, I just, I think we've got this WWE mentality of like, ah, big name, exciting. They're good just because they're new. Like, oh, it's class when they come in because they've not been ruined yet. So they must win the <laughs> thing when they come into it. Like, how many times do you pitch a Royal Rumble winner who is not on the roster? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, they can't ruin with them yet. Oh, someone's going back from injury. <laughs> They've not had a bad three months for us to lose interest in it. So, oh no, it's Batista. Oh no, he's won it. <laughs> hey, uh, Brian's back. Oh, Brian has to. Brian's coming out of retirement. He has to win the rumble. Uh, three months later, we're really bored by everything he's done. Oh, maybe not. Like, yeah, get her in. Class, brilliant. She doesn't got to immediately then win the battle royale and go into the uh, mm. go into the title picture. The I think Anna though, is a much better show. The counter to this though is AW have never done that as of yet. They've never had a surprise no. entrant in one of these things go on to win it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Well, before we get to today's hashtag bloody good quiz, which I am very much looking forward to, I will remind you, of course, that we're going to go in a more in-depth preview uh, of AEW All Out in a uh, preview podcast with myself and Sidgwick over the weekend, talking all about like the insane tag match inside the steel cage and Britt Baker and... Miro and Eddie Kingston, which was built too brilliantly on Dynamite. But let's conclude uh, for now on this by talking about Chris Jericho versus MJF and Adam Cleary. Will Sorry, just obviously people can't see this. You, you like you never throw to people that early. You literally it was an <laughs> arm raised and a really nice smiling look, as if you were going to tell me like, of course it's your birthday today, isn't it? And we've actually <laughs> January, it's in January. Oh, yeah, I don't. Okay. But yeah, Jericho versus MJF. If he loses, he's got to retire. Yeah, do you, could he? Do you think he? Because everyone sort of looked at that and went, look. MJF's three and zero. You know he he's won the feud objectively, and you can just give something, and Jer- and MJF can still be like, oh yeah, but I batted him and move further on, and maybe you know establish himself in the title picture eventually. He's been kept busy and entertained for a year because oh, there's no way you could kick Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho out of in ring competition, but. I mean, Sid has been saying this for quite some time. He has read like a bit of a farewell tour for Chris Jericho with all these labours and, you know, huge final matches and stuff. Also, we're going to see Fozzy in December as they're, <laughs> as they're on a world tour. So if, I'll, just, I'll just interrupt you. Yeah, I think MJF wins and Chris Jericho retires. Yeah. He's got too much coming up. Doesn't mean, look, it's wrestling. Like, he's going to go on tour for, what, three months? I mean, they're in the UK, for God's sake. I mean, they must be everywhere else as well. Yeah, gets him, gets him off television for ages. Then he comes back, not in an in-ring capacity. He comes back to do some other stuff. And then, oh, he's just, oh, he's got to get in the room. But I couldn't. I said I retired. And then they come up with some stipulation where he gets to and retire. Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, I second that. Since when has a loser leave town ever actually stuck in wrestling? Like, it's, it's not. They have them all the time, and it happens. But they've never, ever, ever stuck fully time. So he goes off. He plays with Fozzie. He's got his Rock and Ranger thing in October. Uh, he's got all these other things that he does in his life. Um, producing TV shows or movies or whatever it is that he's doing these days. Oh, is he? Huh? Um, and then, yeah, he comes back at some other point and they find a way to bring him back. It's not like people are going to complain. Oh, well, some people will complain, but people don't complain going, oh, you said he was going to be gone forever and he's not gone forever. Could always, go back, to, could always go back to WWE as well. He only said in-ring <laughs> AW true. competition. So. so, yeah, I think MJF, I think you can't give a bigger rub than... I'm the guy who not only destroyed Jericho all these times, but I got him out of the goddamn company. Well, that's the other thing, isn't it, I suppose, in terms of, like, people have said, oh, this feud, it's been a fair point for me. This feud's been kind of back to front. Like, you had the big, you know, war games cage throw off that. And then you did the the weird stadium thing, and then you did... You had all the team stuff first and then went into the weird single stuff afterwards. It was surreal, so, if you're not, I'm not suggesting that they need to course correct, but in terms of a final stamp of approval, MJF ends Chris Jericho's AEW career. That's a hell of a springboard for MJF, who has been, you know, just kept busy almost. I've not, I've not questioned what he's been doing. I think he's been doing some great work, and no doubt he've learned loads with Chris Jericho. Yes. But if you want him to be reestablished as like. All right, he's not the champion, but bloody hell, he's in heel. You do not want to mess with, and maybe you say, "What on a after this?" That beat him beating Chris Jericho. Listen to the words: "I'm the man who retired Chris Jericho." Yeah, is that? Have you ever heard anything more MGF in your life? Not mm. just Chris Jericho, like like top class, like almost Mount Rushmore level, like superstar and first ever AEW champion, and it's like 
it's and I'm the guy who took him out. It's you can't get better that for that with MJF. His co- promo game has been on top form recently as well. The way he could tie that into everything he does forever now. <laughs> Even if Chris Jericho comes back, he can still be the guy. Like I'm the guy who retired Chris Jericho. Oh. I'm the guy who attacked. I'm doing the voice. <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm the guy who attacked Jericho. <laughs> Well, well, let us know your thoughts ahead of All Out this weekend on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE, of course. And as I said, make sure you join us for our All Out live stream on Sunday night. Doing the voice. What's that? Just doing the voice. I'm doing it on the live stream. And Murray. And Jimmy. All Out live stream Sunday night. But enough of all this. It's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's is, is brought to you by Spencer's twin sponsor. If you want <laughs> if you I would do the voice, but I want you to hear what he has to say. Yeah. If you want your name associated That's good if you use the host. With a hashtag bloody good quiz on YouTube, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Leave us a five star review on iTunes, just like Spencer's twin sponsor, who writes. First off, this <laughs> is gonna be good. I love the channel. Most of the personalities <laughs> and the content in general. Yeah. It's mostly great. But Sidgwick is absolutely <laughs> unbearable. So miserable and needlessly negative all the time, unless he's talking about AEW, of course. <laughs> Same with Hamflet. Just awful personalities. Please let me enjoy a review without telling me why I should hate it and detail all the problems with WWE. Oh, thanks for that. Spencer's twin sponsor. Fair point. <laughs> I mean, I've got to say, I think there are quite a few valid points. And there's a lot of people, yeah. especially with the downfall of NXT, going, doing have some good bloody points, you know. But you're entitled to your opinion. Thank you for the five-star review, sponsor. <laughs> and now I'm going to do, I feel very scared right now. I'm just going to pass the quiz over to one Phil Chambers. I like this, the transition of power. Phil, explain why this is happening, informed, of course, by last week. Of course. So last week was a bank holiday here in the UK, so every bugger took the Friday off to give themselves a four-day weekend. So it was just... <laughs> I would like to stress, I did take the Friday off. But <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd already successfully negotiated having my Monday off the week before because I was in London and I wanted to piss around all, <laughs> all day. So I actually, I actually was holding the fort for you all. <laughs> yes, yeah, he was. But I did indeed take the Friday off. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was just me and... Um, Will Bond on wrestling culture. So he did a quiz specifically aimed for me about wrestling films of which he could think of four. <laughs> yeah, I included uh, obviously CM Punk. Phil, Phil Brooks, yeah. uh, Phil, Phil Chambers as Hobo <laughs> Joe, yeah, yeah. Flying Phil Someone from the UK, yeah, Powers. Phil uh, whatever Jackson Riker was called in the NWA, yeah. and of course Phil McCracken, <laughs> Phil Delphia, the place yes. that loves wrestling. So, yeah. And, Have and you had loads of tweets the week being like, oh, you forgot this fill and this yeah, film, this film? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Andy was sat across from me this morning and went on cage match, which I didn't think to do for some reason. <laughs> I just typed wrestling fills into, into Google and went, well, I guess there's only four. And he went on cage match and went, oh, there's about 400 here, mate. I was like... Yeah, it probably would have been a good idea that. Yeah. This uh, is why I shouldn't be in charge. So since we do have Adam Wilborn and we do have Adam Cleary. Hello, sir. Hello, nice to meet you. I thought we'd do a quiz about Andy's. No, Adam. <laughs> 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 So, usual rules apply. Sorry, before you start, there's, lads, there's a whole eclair here you two can have. It's for you. I don't think okay. they're both for me. Oh, that's very kind. The cream filled. This, oh, I'm going to carefully lift this over the new equipment. It's for you. 
Well, you two Pop that there. Do you want a lady in the? Tr- I mean, well, nobody, nobody lady listening on the VLC. But do you want a lady in the trumpet? Yeah. Cream everywhere. Yeah. Well. And the worst. So yeah, use your rules apply. Shout out your name. I tell you what, every for every question I get right. Uh-huh. I'm having a nibble of the eclair, Phil. There it is. And you can have whatever's left Go in the end. <laughs> Just one mouthful. <laughs> for every question I get right, I will get a smug sense of satisfaction. Yeah. Which is, of course, the cream that I so <laughs> I like it. I've lost it. So question one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I went immediately to the greatest source of Adams in the history of wrestling, What Culture, obviously. Yep. Of, course, of course. And I went to What Culture's list of the 10 best Adams in wrestling. Yeah. Uh-huh. But who is number one on the list Adam. of 10 best Adams in wrestling? Wait, what are we shouting out to see if we've got the answer? Oh, yeah. Your name. Adam. <laughs> yes. It's Edge. It is Edge. Oh, very good guess, that. I was going to go. Who wrote it, by the way? Who wrote it? Glenn something. Okay. What? Of all the Adams in that employed here, you have to get Glenn to do it. Uh, right next week, wrestling Glens. <laughs> uh, one nil to Adam Cleary. Well, that was that a famous what culture Adams birthday at the weekend? That's mm. asking after you. He oh. was on the list of answers that you could have had. Yeah, well, sorry, I, was he? <laughs> he wasn't in the list. Oh, I okay. Him for a bit of I thought for a split second <laughs> Glenn had gone put him in. <laughs> This is how I get this published. Well, this is why I was asking, because we did do a lot of gimmick lists back then where did, conceivably yeah. he would have put himself number one. <laughs> yeah. It was so easy back then. It's just, here's my favourite 10 matches. <laughs> what? How did you get away with just doing that? 300k. <laughs> <laughs> Although, as we know, King Ross putting Hobo Joe Phil Chambers for a table, 140k. There it is. Impressive. Question two. Yeah, but back to the analytics. If we didn't know how to monetize things properly back then, we'd all be living on an <laughs> island by now. Oh, yeah. It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> So question two, uh, onto the most famous Adam in wrestling, Adam Rose, of course. Okay. Yes, yeah. um, but which one of these was not one of his rosebuds? Ooh. Was it Tangaloa, QT Marshall, Diana Perazzo, or Tessa Blanchard? Oh, I really thought you were going to say, like, Becky Lynch, Braun Strowman. <laughs> All the ones that are in the thumbnail we did <laughs> in the video. Uh, uh, say that, can I have the, the option? Can. Is it A, Tangaloa, B, QT Marshall, C, Diana Perazzo, or D, Tessa Blanchard? Adam, I'm going to say Tangaloa. Hamatonga's brother, yeah. of course, was not a rose. Oh, my God. yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, you do me with the double negative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he actually lost to Adam Rose in his first match in NXT. Did he? Yeah. Remember NXT? Was that when he was the weird, like, it wasn't the Rosebuds boy? Was that when he no, was No, that like was the... when Adam Rose, yeah, debuted. He was... Because he was like a hunter uh, or something before then, wasn't he? Yeah. I can't weird. his name was. Anyway. Wasn't good. Sorry, Two nil to Adam Cleary. So question three. Um, oh, I used to be on this side of the desk. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> you, haven't moved, you haven't even moved seats. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Joey Mercury's real name is, of course, Adam Birch. Is it? Is I didn't know that. One of you. One of you people. I didn't know wow. that. Wow. He's, never wow. the, he's never at the meetings. <laughs> uh, but which pay-per-view in 2006 did he smash his face apart with a ladder? Oh, genuinely, before you say that, I, would, I thought that was an episode of SmackDown <laughs> for some reason. Was on pay per view. Was it A, Unforgiven? Was it B, Armageddon? Was it oh. D, Vengeance? C, Vengeance, even? <laughs> or was it D, One Night Stand? Adam, Armageddon. It was Armageddon. Uh, do I need to be here? He knows it's Adams. I'm going to have this entire class. You know, you're Adams. Thank you very much. Very good at this. Yeah, he is. Question four. 30, still time. 30 plus years. <laughs> still time, Will Bowen. Still Come time on. to catch up. On. So this one's obviously about Adam Copeland. There had to be one in there. Yeah, yeah. So we all know that he started his career as Sexton Hardcastle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) He should have done that instead of all that grit bollocks that he did. You're making me go to a dark place. 
I'm becoming <laughs> sexton. Yeah. I just love the thought process. Like, right, sexton, hard. <laughs> it's Peter Castle, Griffin. It's, Castle, it's, it's, it's Peter Castle. Griffin coming up with his name, isn't it? <laughs> um, but what was his name when he was in WCW? <laughs> was it A, Damon Stryker? Shadow Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Loft. Was it A, Damon Stryker? Was it B, Lash LaRue? Was it C, <laughs> Buzzkill? Or was it D, The Fat Chick Thriller? <laughs> it's, it's not... These are all WCW names. I was going to say, it's not, <laughs> it's not The Fat Chick Thriller. I know that. Uh, that was Mike Awesome. That was Mike yes. Awesome. Uh, I'll go with the... La- what was it? The LaRue one? Adam. Lash LaRue. Lash LaRue. Yeah, let's... Not Lash oh, LaRue. Right, Buzzkill was his... He, had, he called one of his finishes the Buzzkill uh, when he was desperately trying to come up with something which is better than a spear. Uh, what, was it, what was the first one? Damon Striker. I'm going to say that. Oh. I'm going to say Damon Striker. It was Damon Striker. Apply the Willborn logic there. <laughs> generic jobber name. Yeah. yeah. Of, of those three names, which of those two remaining, which one could Phil not have come up with? Damon <laughs> Striker. <laughs> just two, but, yeah. 4-0, is it? 4-0 <laughs> to Adam Cleary. What is Chesterfield? Sniffing. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, what's this, a Chesterfield game? But you win all the time. I can't even do yeah. that as a dunk. You're fine <laughs> now, aren't you? The uh, winner of this, of course, gets to keep the name Adam. Ah, yes. and gets to do the stream on Sunday. <laughs> what's your, <laughs> your middle name? do the stream on. I've got one. Do you want one of them? I've got two. I've <laughs> <laughs> one of them. So question five. Still time, Wilborn. You Come can do on. this. Come on. You can, yeah, well, you've just proven to everyone why you're the quiz master. Yep. <laughs> this happens often when I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> so Braun Strowman, real name, yeah. is, of course, Adam Sure. Yeah. Um, but in 2016, Braun was drafted away from the Wyatt family to go out on his own, over to Raw, and he went on a seven-month winning streak. But who beat him to break the streak? Adam. Oh, was this the right... Uh, maybe I've got my dates missed up. I'm going to say Brock Lesnar. It was not Brock oh. Lesnar. Can I have the options, please? You can, of course. Oh, was it Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, or Kalisto? Why have we got Kali? Oh, this is so much better than your crew. Why is Kalisto in there? <laughs> Why is Kalisto in there? That couldn't have been Kalisto. Oh, Braun Strowman, because he had that, he had the stupid, like, vest with the nipples poking out and <laughs> the neck beard, the beard that was only neck beard. Oh, yeah. Virtually nothing on his face. And he had the stupid brown pissy, pissy, trousers. Yeah. pissy yeah. trousers, yeah. And he was the wrong shape. Really, <laughs> something about it wasn't everything right. was wrong with him, and his finishing was that backwards choke slap. <laughs> yeah, that looked awful. I want to say Sami Zayn. I really want to say Sami Zayn because I vaguely remember he fluked a win, and they had this story he had where his... he just pulverized. Yeah, he him. just battered him on paper. Why is Kalisto on there? <laughs> was there some tag shenanigans? It's technically it's Kalisto. Mm. I'm gonna stick with Sami Zayn. I think you've got Kalisto on there to throw me. I'm gonna stick with Sami Zayn. It was Sami Zayn. Yes! It was a beat the clock challenge, like a time, that was timer it. match. There was something daft, wasn't it? And he just got through the timer and he beat him. Ah, and that was a seven right. winning streak out the window. But the other four, or the three, were the first, like, they were the first four people to beat him after the streak. Kalisto! <laughs> Kevin Roman. Owens beat him for the Universal title. Roman Reigns beat him at Fastlane. And Kalisto beat him in a dumpster match. <laughs> Christ. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was wank. Wasn't hey, but it? just remember, guys, the intellectual powerhouse behind those decisions has just taken over NXT. So <laughs> things are looking up. <laughs> you should call it UP. It? <laughs> so, question six: five nil to Adam Cleary. You're not, you, look, like, you, you can see him looking at that eclair. Like he hasn't been able to go anywhere near it. You need every single one of these to draw. Well, right. <laughs> 
So question six. Ha, gotta be, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm on fire here. You are. <laughs> so Anne Helico, real name Adam Bridal. Yes. Nice, nice lad. WCPW. Uh, indeed, WCPW guy. And it's about WCPW. How many times did we make him face Drake in WCPW? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Include just singles or? Uh, just in just in general. He had five matches yeah. in WCPW. Uh, how many? What's the other? He faced Drake two, three, Out four, three. or five times. Three. Not three. Is it not three? Oh, I don't think it's five. It's four then. It's I don't think it's three, five. Four. I've definitely seen him in Newcastle when we were up on that balcony. What? I'll swear. It's at least three. I think he fought Kid at one point, maybe. Although that dynamic doesn't really work. I'm gonna say four. It was it's four. Yes, times. thank you. Four I mean, I got help from him for that. <laughs> right. I'm eating half this Sonic <laughs> right now. Okay. So the comeback is on. Ready. He's trembling. I Oh, we should record these. I'll, I'll let you swallow before no, I ask the question. I'm on a roll, baby. going to jump in. Just question me, seven. Don't call me butter, baby. I'm on a roll. <laughs> question seven. Come five back. one to Adam Cleary. This is Come it. Back Come back, on, kid. Man. Come back, Sean. Um, so, the best Adam in all of wrestling, obviously, Adam Bomb. Yes. What was his finisher called? The Adam Bomb. <laughs> was it? <laughs> was it? Uh, super Atomic Drop. Was it the Atom Smasher Power Bomb? Was it the Atomic Leg Drop? Or was it the Adam Bomb? <laughs> I want to say the Adam. It's the Adam Bomb. It wasn't the Adam oh. Bomb. Uh, what was the second one? Atom Smasher. Yeah, that one. Kay. It was that one. Yes. <laughs> He's Come back. back on. He's going. <laughs> He's doing it. Okay. <laughs> Question eight. Uh, so moving over to Adam Pierce. Phil not even letting you swallow before he asks you the question. <laughs> nah, not it. <laughs> Got to move on. Postman Adam Pierce. Pierce. Yep. Postman Pierce. Um, so before the sort of recent bollocks that he's had in WWE, <laughs> yeah. his last match in WWE was in 1997 on Shotgun Saturday Night versus Tiger Ali Singh. We were alive then. Yeah. Uh, but what was his name back then? Was it Adam O'Reilly, Adam O'Connor, Adam O'Rourke, or Adam O'Brien? Once again, please. Adam O'Reilly, Adam O'Connor, Adam O'Rourke, or Adam O'Brien. You've not been doing many. I've just as I made that very ghostly yeah. whistle there. Realize you've not done a single sound effect or thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which ones does that? Hang on. Oh. I've got the thing turned up. Yeah, we've got, oh, yeah, we've got oh. uh, Adam. Whatever. <laughs> whatever I'm talking over the top right now. Adam O'Rourke. It was not Adam O'Rourke. Oh, the comeback go, is on. The comeback is on. on. Comeback I was going to go for Adam O'Rourke. What was so the... Would you like Adam O'Reilly, Adam O'Connor, or Adam O'Brien? I'm going to go Adam O'Connor. For the comeback. You need this <laughs> to be able to draw against Adam Cleary. It's not. Oh, it was Adam O'Brien. Oh, dream on Sunday. Oh, now. no. <laughs> so still 5-2. Which one was Just it, for sorry? fun now. It was Adam O'Brien. Oh, course. So just for fun. Just for fun. Just for fun. That's just for fun. Question number nine. Um, so Adam Cole, obviously, big Adam in wrestling. Yeah, I heard him. Another WCPW alumni. Who did WWE mistake Adam Cole for when he was invited to a WWE tryout? I'll piss off. Was it Justin Gabriel, Xavier Woods, Seth Rollins, or Wade Barrett? Xavier Woods. I feel like it might be that one. Xavier Woods. <laughs> they must. Uh, right, Phil. I'm going to be honest with you now. I'm going to say Xavier Woods. I think you might be right. And if I'm wrong, that means you've put that on there, right? <laughs> and you are a bad person. <laughs> the answer is Xavier Woods. 
It is Xavier. Yes. Wow, you might have the real names Stop. are both Austin, so they got the names. Of course. Out. Oh, not okay. Not that kind of mix. <laughs> not, not that kind of mix. Kind of mixer. Hey, Xavier. Excuse me. Question yeah, ten. You're Xavier Woods, aren't you? <laughs> Can I get a photo? <laughs> Speaking of um, Adams and mix-ups, did you see the thing I put on Twitter the other day of that guy uh, getting that photo with me at the Canada show? No, no. <laughs> so one of the first times I'd ever been asked for a selfie. This guy did this massive post on Instagram and be like, oh, I just got back from WCPW Toronto, had the best night ever, and even got a picture with this man, the legend himself. And it's me, like, going next to him, like, the legend himself, Adam Pacini. He's <laughs> just like, yeah, nice one, mate. <laughs> tagged, he tagged me in it, though. Brilliant. So, love it. Good. I have once signed someone's, I can't remember what it was, he signed something uh, as Jules, because the guy thought I was Jules, so I thought I'd just sign it as Jules, I didn't want to burst his bubble. <laughs> that was at WCPW show, obviously. Uh, so question number 10, just for fun, just for fun. this is my favourite question as well, what oh, is the name of Adam Cole's horse? He's got a horse? The horse he rode in on. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Hangman Page, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, why did I write Adam Cole? Hangman Adam Page. Ah, Adam right, yes. What was the name of his horse? Was it... If Gary's on there, can I preemptively <laughs> pick Gary? Was it Kevin Steed? <gasps> Very good. El Generico? Oh, my God. Pony Schiavone? This is the best question we've ever had. Or Hunter H Horse Helmsley? Adam, Pony Schiavone. It was not Pony oh, Schiavone. So did you come up with all these as well? Yeah, That's I had a lot so of fun with this one. I think I know the options, but I'm going to ask for them yeah, again. because Even it? the one that he's already picked, because <laughs> I love all four of them. Was it A... Kevin Steed. Yes. Was it B, El Generico? <laughs> that was it so C, bad. That was so bad. <laughs> Pony Schiavone. Or was it Pony P, Hunter Horse Helmsley? I feel like go it might be one. Hunter go Horse Helmsley. I'm going to go for Hunter Horse Helmsley. It was Hunter yes! Horse Helmsley. <laughs> Phil, that was an excellent question. Congratulations <laughs> on like, the see best question. See how much question. fun it is when someone puts effort in real quick. Honestly, <laughs> see that now. It's, I don't know how you've done this. <laughs> you know, when I come on doing who said it, Trump or McMahon, and yeah. that was like the, was an all-time wrestle culture. Phil's now done this Adam's quiz. It's absolutely brilliant. I'll, I'll try next. Honestly, time. mate. So congratulations to Adam Cleary. You get to do the stream on Sunday along with Andy Murray, and you get to keep the name Adam. And you get to eat his eclair. <laughs> it's Phil's eclair. I eat your eclair. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, brilliant quiz. Congratulations, Phil. Congratulations, <laughs> Phil James, for a phenomenal well, quiz. Well, well. Um, yes, as we said, do join us on uh, on Sunday for our all out live stream featuring uh, Adam Cleary and Andy Murray. Uh, and let us know your thoughts on everything we discussed and the quiz and all that stuff at What Culture WWE. Watch that you can follow all three of us. You can follow our quiz master, Phil Chambers, at Phil My Chambers. And you can follow the winner of the quiz at Adam Cleary, C L E R Y. And you can follow you at, at Adam. Nope, you've got to change it now. Wilborn. <laughs> oh, yeah, do you remember that was a thing, wasn't it? <laughs> what do we do? Is it that one? That's the one. Okay, so you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. But thanks once again to all of our content the time. I don't know how long I've got left. <laughs> there you go. Oh, here we go. But thanks once again to the two gentlemen joining me today. You always said I have to do the energy up. Yeah, thanks. Okay, to Phil Chambers and to Adam Cleary. Uh, it's been a wild old week in the world of wrestling, but hey, uh, thank you for joining us for all of it. Like I said, make sure you join myself and Michael Sidgwick for our all-out extended preview that comes out uh, tomorrow and then on Sunday me and Sid are going to pick the bones of what on earth is next for NXT with Vince McMahon in charge 
Uh, next week, it's going to be a hell of a week. <laughs> I've already... It's going to be the Michael's quiz. <laughs> uh, Michael Hamlet <laughs> returns next week to get his uh, thoughts on all the fallout from NXT and all the fallout from All Out. As I said, Very well, good. Hey, Very good. Good. Radio. join us for that one on Sunday night. This has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Phil Chambers, to Adam Fury, to you for joining us, and we will see you soon. WrestleCulture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Wrestling! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 